Welcome back to this week's episode of the Renewal Session. I am your host, Mary Ann, and I am a Christian therapist, a podcaster, a speaker, and soon-to-be author. And my co-host with me today is my daughter, actually like every day. Every day. It's always me. You're my co-host yeah. of, of life. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie. I am uh, Marianne's daughter, but I'm also a social worker, um, a DIYer, and now a podcaster, a part-time podcaster, and living my best life. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I felt like I say dog mom every time, so I needed to mix it up. Well, by all means, let's just stick with dog mom. We don't want to add cat mom. Yeah, no fish, mom. fish mom. Fish mom. Oh my gosh, wait. Can you just tell the story really quick about the fish situation back in the day? Oh my gosh. So I don't know if anybody's been listening to the podcast for a while, there's probably some background knowledge here that's missing, but I have a tendency to get like obsessed with stuff pretty quickly and I get into holes about things is what we call it. Like Katie's in a hole about whatever the thing is. And I, I decided that I wanted to prove to myself that I could keep something alive. And so I went to PetSmart and, uh, I bought all the stuff for a fish. Um, and I was like, I'm bound and determined to have this fish. And, uh, there was something funny that happened, but I can't remember what it was. You went and like you, you were going to pick it out and then uh-huh. you got this SpongeBob square pants oh, yeah. background that you were going to put in it. Yeah. And then you were going to put like all of these little fake flowers. Yeah. I had like all the but foliage. But it was literally like a six inch bowl. <laughs> Correct. It was a teeny tiny little bowl. My little beta fish would have been yeah. fantastic. That, how, how did you buy the fish? No, I never bought the fish. I got all the stuff, but did not commit. I did not commit to buying the fish. That That's unbelievable. What yeah. did you do with all the stuff? Where's the stuff now? I think I took it all back. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Neil. Our sound guy has made his appearance. Yeah, He wants us all to yeah. know. Yep. Yeah, so you've done great with a dog. So yeah. you should be proud of that for yes. sure. Yep. For sure. Yesterday was quite an interesting day. Before we get started on our topic of the day, let's tell people what we did yesterday. We went to a volleyball tournament for my brother uh, up in Michigan. And uh, in between games, we went to the shopping center <laughs> and walked around. And, and and we had a little uh, drama there, Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, we had a little drama at the Chick-fil-A. I am a backseat driver for sure. Yeah. 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 And so I couldn't decide what I was doing. So then it created a lot of tension. You know how we've talked about on different shows. I was really hoping that you were going to take over on where you wanted to go with this. Because I was like, I got in trouble yesterday. So I don't really want (laughs) to, I don't want to lead the conversation here. Because I got yelled at. So go, go ahead. Go ahead. I said, why don't you drive is what I said. I think you actually threw it in park in the street. In the middle of the road. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be very clear that there was, it was a moment. So it was it's, a moment. It's, so it's not always sunshine and roses over here. Mm-hmm. But we did what we tell on the show. Yeah. And you, you said this to me and I actually just uh, talked to you about it maybe an hour ago. I was like, how about you using your skills yesterday? Because you, we were sitting down eating our Chick-fil-A. And after this, after this dramatically tense moment. Go ahead. And we were sitting there eating the Chick-fil-A and I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs, trying to figure out how to make a bid for connection without getting my head bit off. And, uh, 
you had you actually said something. You reached you made the you put out the olive branch of like, man, people are weird, huh? Or something. You said something. <laughs> you said something that we could all agree on. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you mad. I'm, I'm never gonna do that again. I'll never talk when you're driving ever again. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. But I love that you recognize you also said right after that, you said this would be really hard to figure out how to reconnect as a family if we didn't have the instinct to, to circle back and say, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. or um, make that bid for connection. Yeah, and to so, reconcile the emotions. So we're all about telling a little bit of our story so we can yeah. expand on these principles that we've yep. talked about in other shows. And, and I really think, uh, you know, when you feel disconnected from somebody and then you have the opportunity to to figure out how do I restore that connection, you should always take that opportunity because I think people – the, especially the people closest to us, you don't want to spend much time at odds with them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Yeah. Right. Yep. So what's the renewal session about? This is what we do. People, we talk about mental health issues, mis- mental health, um, theories and techniques to help everybody have access to tools, um, to just make your life better, right. To find mm-hmm. your voice, to set those good boundaries and to really be able to flourish and become who you want to be. Absolutely. But we do that while while we expose our relationship as well. So why don't we jump into yep. today's topic, which is attachment styles. Yeah. Now you can look this stuff up everywhere. Uh, you can go online and take what's my attachment style quizzes. Yeah. Right. And attachment style was a theory and technique that came out of um, Dr. John Bowlby. And do you want to tell the people what attachment style is about, Katie? Or would you like me to? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the basic principle of it is that your bonding style with your parent or primary caregiver in in your childhood directly impacts and forms the way that you relate to people or attach to people later on in life. Exactly, exactly. And these attachment styles do impact future romantic relationships, friendships, all types of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they did a lot of studies. They gathered a lot of information about peoples, and they came up with four primary attachment styles that we're going to talk about today. Yep. Okay, so the first one is secure attachment. And secure attachment is that you're able to engage in healthy relationship with a balance of intimacy and autonomy. Communication um, is effective for mm-hmm. for most times. You have good skills to being able to handle any kind of ruptures in the relationship and bring about repair. And you have a general sense of even if we're not together, we're still connected. Yeah. Right. And so some of that anxiety that can come up uh, with these other styles isn't really present because, you know, you're my people. I can count on you. Yeah. Right. And you're committed. But you do have autonomy in that. That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Once we get done with all four of these, Katie, you're going to have to tell me which one you think you have because of me. Oh, okay. Right. Because a lot of people when they do attachment theory, right, they go and they do it and they analyze their parents Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of blame. There's a lot of parent blame. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. If you feel like you don't have a secure attachment, uh, it's because your parents are screwed up. So you get to tell me today Mm -hmm. which one was 
is your style. Okay. And then I'm going to defend myself. Okay. Just so you know, because okay. I'm pretty confident you're not going to say secure. But okay. anyway, okay. Okay. All right. So secure attachment. I always tell people this is when you drop the kid off at the nursery or the pre preschool, um, and they run into the room and they play with their friends and they're really excited to be where they are. And when you come back, they run into your arms because they're super excited that you're back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's number one. Yep. Number two is under the category, so the remaining ones are under the category of insecure attachments, Mm -hmm. and they manifest themselves differently. Do you want to tell us about one? Sure. Uh, The first one is anxious attachment. So um, this is when you would worry about your partner's availability or commitment, often feels incomplete without their partner, or may seek excessive reassurance and struggle with jealousy. So this is an intense amount of anxiety about the attachment that's formed or the, or the relationship often overthinking things or reading into things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be like a vicious cycle where it just like starts to compound on top of itself. And so that need for constant reassurance really does help to mitigate the anxiety, but it also can present some relational issues. If your partner's not necessarily a words of affirmation kind of person or right, whatever that may be. Well, and sometimes um, with anxious attachment comes another little subsection that's about ambivalent attachment. And ambivalent attachment can have this sense of come closer, mm-hmm. right? I want you to know my stuff. I want us to feel really connected. Mm-hmm. Um, but oop, now stay away, mm-hmm. right? And so there's this, you feel this sense of like, I don't know where exactly I stand with this person. Right. Because they're oscillating between a desire for togetherness and connectedness yep, and their fear of abandonment or rejection. Right. Right. And so what ends up happening is they, they go back and forth because they're distrustful, not only of um, the other person, but often of themselves as well. Yeah. Right. Cause attachment styles aren't just about how we connect with other people. It, it can also be about us and how we connect with ourselves as well. Yeah. And how we value connection. Right. There's a lot of things that go into attachment styles. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's really how you attach to everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the third one is yeah. avoidant attachment. Mm-hmm. And this can come across as if this person is aloof. They're emotionally detached. They tend to avoid intimacy. There's not a lot of vulnerability or commitment. They are comfortable with being by themselves, not spending time with their partners, they often can seem disinterested in connection, mm-hmm. right? So they have difficulty expressing their feelings. They don't put a lot of words to things because yeah. they're busy trying to avoid any sense of connection or or even emotional responsibility. Well, which is so interesting because I feel like when we talk about attachment styles, right, when I think about attachment styles, I think about how are you attaching to someone else, whereas avoidant attachment style is actually attaching yourself to the act of being avoidant, mm-hmm. not necessarily attaching yourself to the relationship, but attaching to the idea of distance. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's so interesting because I feel like I have bouts of where I do that. Well, I think you have bouts of... We're not doing my answer right now. Sorry, I'm oh. skipping ahead. 
Sorry. Sorry. My I, bad, you just wanted my, my you just wanted my answer. Okay. So we talked about ambivalent, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about anxious. We talked about avoidant. And then the final one is disorganized attachment. And disorganized attachment is typically um, as a result of experiencing some significant trauma during your early childhood. Yeah. And so the connection with the person never feels the same, right? right? Two times. They often can feel very... um, Inconsistent. Inconsistent, yes. Unpredictable. Exactly. Yeah, it's like you're not sure when you're going to get intimacy... So when you have it, you grab it, but then also you're protective of yourself. And so there's kind of like this, I'm going to hold off because I don't really know if this is real sensation that happens when there's inconsistency. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think these are valuable styles to, to, to know in our lives and to really ask the question, like, what's going on for me and how do I create secure attachments? I mean, if all of these things happened when we were, when we were young, Right. And we'll get into you in just a second and what you think your style (laughs) is. But if your style that you're going to say is not secure, then the question becomes, well, how do I create a secure attachment? Right. Right. So let me talk about that really quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think we want you to understand your learning style. I'm sorry, your attachment style. Right. You want to learn your attachment style, right? right? And then you want to spend a little time examining your beliefs about relationships. Like, how do you view them? Where do you place them in terms of importance? How much energy do you desire to give to them? Yep. What are the ways in which you best feel connected to people? Circumstances um, often can play a role in that. Some people will say, "I, I rock the situational friendship. Yeah. But when I get out of work, the last thing I want to do is sit around and talk about my feelings or or share a glass of wine. I I I give all my connection within the context of my workplace, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then if you have anxious or avoidant style, you want to act the opposite of that. Meaning in order to really make those those small steps or even those bigger steps towards a secure attachment, you're going to have to practice putting yourself in uncomfortable emotional situations create to practice creating bonds with other people. Mm-hmm. Right? Even when it might feel like, Oh, I'm forcing it or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, certainly there's, there's space to consider. Does this person feel safe to me? I, I'm not suggesting that you put yourself out there right. um, with somebody that doesn't feel safe, but right. in the context of safe relationships, perhaps significant others, that type of thing, your children, um, this is a way for you to make these small steps is to just act the opposite of your attachment style. Totally. With someone and, and increasing your emotional awareness is a part of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the other one that can be really important is communicating openly and listening empathically mm-hmm. to other people so that you are able to have an open hearted position. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think communication for all of them is probably a cornerstone in order to form secure attachment. Because if you don't know what you're attaching to, how can you feel secure in it? Correct. If you're not talking about it. Correct. Right. 
Right. And so I think having conversations with people sharing stories about your lives absolutely is incredibly valuable to creating connections. You know, one of the things that we talked a lot about when we moved from St. Louis to the Chicagoland area is the utter shock that came from nobody asking basic questions about us. Yeah. Like, how many kids do you have? I was just with somebody last week and I was like, oh, how many kids do you have? And they told me and they gave all their, you know, their bio or whatever. Right. Do you know they never even asked? I had a kid. Hmm. I was like, for real? Isn't that just like what you do? Isn't that just yeah. reciprocal conversation? Right. I ask you a question. You ask me a question. I don't know. That just seems normal to me, but. That is weird. Yeah. That's really yeah. weird. And I think the final thing, just to circle back to yeah. creating a secure attachment is really about minimizing the stressors in your life so you can be emotionally available. Yeah. Right? When we're overwhelmed or frustrated or just at capacity, we we don't necessarily have the bandwidth to be able to create these connections. Right. But the more that we minimize the stressors in our lives, the more we have availability to relationship. Yeah. I okay. agree with that completely. All right. So I rattled off a lot of information as you what did as well. But I'm going to ask the burning question because I... I'm the primary caregiver, caregiver of your early childhood, Caitlin. Yeah. Do tell the people, what attachment style did you experience growing up? I feel like this is not the answer you're looking for, but I feel like I have secure attachment. Okay. I feel like that. I feel like you wanted me to have like a juicy answer, but I feel like we have a pretty solid understanding of how we communicate and I don't I don't ever feel like it's unpredictable really other than when I'm backseat driving <laughs> yes <laughs> but that is true. I, I do think I have moments though outside of the family where I have anxious attachment where you I do. feel like I need reassurance I feel like I need you know somebody to talk to me about you know, my success and like, am I doing okay? Like in the relationship. And I think I worry more about like, am I being a good friend? Am I being a good girlfriend than I do? Am I being a good daughter? Like I never think about, yeah. am I being a good daughter? Cause it's just, I'm acting the same way I have for 26 years and I've never gotten in trouble for it yeah you know yeah so yeah well it's interesting though because i think if your brother was on the show mm -hmm. he would say he too has a similar experience and has anxious attachment yeah issues if i was to tell you my attachment style at times now i think to your point within our family there is a dynamic that's very different we're very open with one another we are very willing probably too open in some people's minds, I feel like probably too open. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe so. But your brother would say, I think, that yeah. he feels anxious attachment as well as I do Yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that is is just the people pleasers in us, probably. Um, I think that we have a tendency to want to avoid conflict and drama, but also we're, we can be a lot. Yeah. And I think when we, because all of us have big personalities, sometimes with that just comes a little bit of anxiousness about, or did we come across too much? Mm -hmm. Or are we capable of, you know, or do other people enjoy us as much as we enjoy them? Yeah. All of those types of questions. Right. But 
I think it's valuable. I really want to circle back on this, that I think it's incredibly valuable to think through what was the attachment style of my parents? Mm-hmm. Um, what was my experience during those formative years? And if you feel like you are struggling with an attachment style that, and you're like, oh, I'm definitely avoidant. Yeah. But my, because, and you know this because usually somebody's telling you. Well, I you. would say, I, I think I witnessed, you know, if we're talking about your attachment style and Papa's attachment style, I would say definitely it felt more anxious from you, but more avoidant from him. Interesting. Because I think some of it was, you know, at that point in your life when I was being raised, you hadn't been married to a therapist for 20-something years, you know? So, like, some of it was, you know, your family, of, or I'm speaking to Papa, he's sitting right here, but your family of origin wasn't necessarily pro-emotional dialogue or even opened up space for that. And so... I think there was an avoidance because the feelings just felt so big. When you were being raised in your house, though, it was like everybody kind of just had feelings but didn't talk about them. And so when mom came into the picture for you, I think that was a big, like from what I'm hearing about your early relationship, that was a big learning curve. A hundred percent. To be able to meld those two together. And I think because of that, you were really intentional about the way that you guys communicated, which taught me how to communicate. About my feelings. Well, and it, uh, we made some pretty strong statements about, of intent when we first got married that were focused around, do we, you know, what is our attention, what is our communication style going to be, right? Mm -hmm. Because the reality was he didn't like how, how, how his family raised him in terms of communication, and I did not like how my family raised me in terms of communication. Yeah. And to your point about him being avoidant, I think this is very important. Sometimes people assume that avoidant attachment styles equals they have a little bit of anger. Right. Right. Your father is one of the most. The least angry people exactly. I've ever met in my life. It's totally there stable. There is no such thing as anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been angry at me one time in my life and it scarred me. <laughs> so much oh because it, it was literally the only time like it was it was a surprise I, it was a surprise but also i was being a brat so it was warranted it was justified okay he's saying it's justified you don't have a microphone we need to get him a little one like a clip on uh no. okay. you give him a mic he's just gonna think he's right here with us yeah he is but, it's all good but i think but you I, know the communication yeah. style of my family yeah. was so big and for very like big, strong, passionate, passionate feeling. Yes. And because of that, I had a lot of anxiety. Right. Because there wasn't a lot of softness. Mm-hmm. Right. And here and here the two of us meet and marry and we're supposed and to. And Papa's produce. got feelings that are dormant. Yeah. Exactly. And you were like, I have back feelings. And he was like, I am hungry. That was his only feeling. I know. Said. <laughs> I said, Neil, what are you feeling right now? And he's like. Oh, hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So imagine these two people from two different family experiences having this child and trying to feel very connected to you and giving you a sense of self-worth. And that's a complicated journey. So I think it's really important to know the style of what, you know, what you came out of, but also recognize that you can work to create secure attachments. 
hundred percent. Right. And, and that's why we went through that. How to your combat your. Yeah. How to, how to look at that. So, so I want to encourage people to do that. Yep. We're going to come back next time and have a fun episode. Yeah, it's like a Q&A. Yeah. So Just a little I, chill hangout because you're going on vacation. I am. Yeah. I so am tell the people. So, I'm so ready. I'm yeah. getting ready to go on an anniversary trip. Woo-hoo. How many un- years? Uh, I'm 26, going on 27. So that would be 28 years. 28 years. Nice. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have, we'll have a good time. But next time we're going to come back and we're just going to kind of do some values discussions. Yeah. Q&A. And tell a couple of fun, fun stories. Yeah. Just to keep it light and. Yeah. Just some, just an easy listening episode. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. All right. Until next time. Oh, wait, Katie. Yes. Oh my gosh. How do we forget? Book club, book club, book club, book club. <laughs> People are going to be like, why does she do that stupid jingle? It's not stupid. It's a little. It's sung from the heart. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That's book a heart club. song right there. <laughs> so we do book club on Monday nights from 7 to 8.30. And we yeah. are getting ready to finish up the last two chapters of the book, The Best of You by Dr. Allison Cook. If you have not gone out and got that book, I highly, highly recommend it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. It's been juicy to talk about. But we are going to take one week off. So yep. I think uh, March 6th. Yeah, so, so March 6th. We're going to start back um, with new book club. And I think I've picked the book. Oh. I know. Are we doing spoilers? I don't know. I don't know. I got to okay. think about it. Okay. But I, I can to tell you determined. this. If, if this is the book we do, which yep. I'm going to run it past our book club next week. Yep. If it's the book we've done, the great thing about it is, our book that we do, yeah. the great thing about it is we have covered a lot of the material of that book on this podcast. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Fun. Neil is feeling very. Button very happy parti- over here. Button happy. I was going to say participate. Participatory. participatory but Perfect. Yes. So. All right. We'll be back next week with yeah. another session. All right. We'll see you then.